Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the SRB podcast. As always, I am your host, Kaylin McFadden Carver, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Alex Hicks. Hicks, how are you doing today? You know, boys, I am do oh, boys and girls, boys and girls. I'm doing very learning. good. He's learning. You know, I thought I was going to be golfing this weekend, but uh, she's raining a little bit, so can't, can't go there. golfing. Yeah, it's probably going to snow too, so it don't work. But whatever, it is yeah, what it is. Well, that's good, and I am doing good as well. Not that you asked. I don't but really care. Kate, appreciate that. Today is a very special episode of the podcast. Historic episode, really. I'd say we yeah. have our first guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a big welcome wherever you're listening silently, because if you gave it out loud, that would be weird. Please welcome Davey O'Doyle. Davey! Yeah, Man, is, is this what fame is? This yeah, is fame. This is Dude, fame. I, I'm going to shout right now to your <laughs> that, like you, you have like one European follower, right? Yep. <laughs> yes, I'm we do. Right now, Davey O'Doyle, Twitter and Instagram. I need yep. one follower after this, and that's you. That's him. That's him. I think he's French, if I recall. Yeah, he's from France, man. Okay, so- well, I mean, hey, man, you like good wrestling? Like, this is my page, bro. <laughs> you got to go is- on tour. You got to go on tour in France. La Lute. That's wrestling. La Lute. <laughs> La Lute. This isn't even fame. This is international fame now. Yeah, exactly. yeah this is. This is this is the big time. I was a nobody now, now I'm made. <laughs> now yeah. you're made. Davey, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like I woke up this morning and I just went to like this like CrossFit class and this workout slaughtered me, dude. So That's, you're pretty like I'm I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. All right, well, let's, you know what? And we fucked it already. We <laughs> fucked it already. <laughs> hey, so is, is it too late for me to leave this podcast? <laughs> no, honestly. And ladies and gentlemen, that has been our first guest, Davy O'Doyle. Yeah, yeah. No, but Davy, that uh yeah, I was you were sending me a picture earlier and it, it looked like it was slaughtering. It was, it, it was, it, it's just, just one hot. of those, it's one of those things like you like, okay, I'm just going to go to the class. I don't know what the workout is today. I go at like nine 30 in the morning. Your body's just waking up and it absolutely slaughtered me. Like lots of burpee box jumps, just atrocious, but <laughs> oh. hey man, I can't complain. Can't complain. Here I am. When, when, like, I mean, I think all three of us active fellas, when, when's your peak time? Like if you could go to the gym or do your, your peak physical activity this time of the day, when would you go? I mean, like, ideally for me, I kind of like to do it if I if I had a free day. Right. I think I would go after you wake up, like not like after you wake up, but after you're woken up, ten thirty ish, kind of then, so you can get your right. workout in and then you can eat after, eat lunch. Mine's seven a.m. or p.m. p.m. Like at night. Yeah, yeah. I'm a night guy. I love working out at night. That's my thing. Man, I I got a side with with Hicks on this one. I am like. I usually go to the gym at like 10 after work, something like that. Well, I get off work at five 30 ish, but like, if I can go at like 10 PM, man, it's dead. It's quiet. All the machines that I want to use are usually open. Right. And I don't know. I just find that I'm the most like with it and I right. just get my best shit. But sometimes a morning workout's nice. Nice change of pace. Man, can I bring something up and it needs to get off my chest? It, and uh, Yes. Yeah, I, I can see you on like, like, I know this is just audio, but I can see you and you know what this needs to be brought up, Carl. You know, I, I think, uh, I think everyone currently on this Zoom call is aware of what's about to happen. The world needs to know. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to lay down some facts for you. Okay. Yeah, please. By okay. all means, go so, for it. So me, me and Hicks have always been cool. We're not like good buddy buddies hanging out all the time, but we've always been cool, play some sports together, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah, me, me and yeah. Carve, thick as thieves, right? Carve's kind of the middleman. So thick as thieves. So in high school one time, we're going, <laughs> and I'm hanging out with Carve. And he says, yo, you want to come, you want to come hang out with Hicks and me? And I think, you know what? Sure. I like Hicks. So we go to Hicks's house. Carve, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember how it exactly went down. Was he like at Tim Hortons or something while we got to his house? He, so mean, whenever I'd go to Hicks's place, he's always like, hey, and also just I'm putting you on blast. He's like, oh, just go in the back. Like it's unlocked. So I was like, okay. So we were just going to go into Hicks's place and we were in the, we were just going to go downstairs, play some Madden. And Hicks was at, he was out at the drive-thru. Okay. Yeah. And he called us. Right. So I, all I remember, all I remember is like, we're sitting in his basement and then we hear him like coming home and like talking to his mom or some shit. And we're just waiting in the basement for him. Cool. And then he comes downstairs with this big, massive chocolatey drink he got from Tim Hortons. Right. <laughs> and then he brought. Did he bring you card whatever you asked him, right? I can't remember. Like and an ice cap and, or something. And then he brings me. And hey, I'm going to say, if you know me, this is a good twist to give me water. But he brings me a water, okay? And you know, it's, not, he, it's not what he brought you. It's the reasoning. Oh, right. So I got a water. And I'm like, weird, but like, okay, that's fine. Thanks. He's like, yeah, good I just choice. brought you water. I brought you water because I know you're diabetic. <laughs> hey, excuse me? <laughs> fucking dude what huh? wait, wait, wait hey thanks for the water but just what what was, what was that last part about diabetes oh dude when i say like close one of the closest times to pissing my pants out of laughter you know what i mean it's, it's weird because like at, at our school like at the time we went to high school there's only like two three maybe four guys that worked out pretty regularly and like i was one of them you not saying you can't be diabetic and be like a workout guy but like no what what in the cards made you be like that dude is the diabetic look at him just man it was like it was like this dude for sure is the diabetic one and just also hicks like bless your goddamn heart that you're like I'm going to be the good guy today. I'm going to get this guy the not sugary drink so that he lives. <laughs> you didn't do it out of spite. You did it out of fucking. <laughs> in my man. heart, man. It was in my heart. You know, I was just looking out for the guy. <laughs> now, so, so here's the time I need to ask you. How come you think I was diabetic? <laughs> Hicks, the pressure's on, man. This, this, this has been years in the making. Okay. This question, okay. Man. Okay. I believe, I believe, I be, okay, seriousness, there was, there was some, I played hockey with a kid who was a goalie and he had diabetes and he had a, a insulin pump. And I can't remember my, someone asked my mom, who, like if they knew anybody who had an insulin pump and I totally 112% thought she, she said the Martins. So I was just like, oh, that's. Kyle, like that's Kyle. <laughs> yeah. So he's wondering if he wants the insulin pump and how it works on people. And I knew this kid really well. So I asked, I, I did a, a bunch of research for you, buddy, for this insulin pump. <laughs> 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 so, you researched Carol. So I was like <laughs> So so you didn't make research on something that didn't happen. So I was gonna like text you and be like, yo, insulin Yo, yo, do you use one? What do you, what do you think of this brand? 
Wait, then what kind of insulin pump is, is the, the most socks, dude. One yeah. of the best, the best additions to this story is that was what you, like we would have been. You would have been in grade twelve. I think so. Yeah, maybe so. Twenty sixteen. So yeah. five. So 15, this, 16, yeah. This has been five to six years. Okay, five. Fast forward five to six years. Me and Hicks start this podcast, and we get a review left <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. And the review says, <clears throat> I don't have diabetes, but this podcast <laughs> almost gave me it. With five stars. Hicks screenshots, sends this to me and says, what the fuck? <laughs> and I say, LMAO, that's Davey. And he goes, I figured, like, what the hell? And I say, don't you remember when you thought he had diabetes? <laughs> And Alex Hicks, in the greatest <laughs> example of doubling down, goes, yeah, yeah, I did. But it was his dad, right? <laughs> and I'm going to let you guys with some facts right now. My yep. dad has no sort of diabetes, all right? <laughs> I'm the worst human being in the world. <laughs> Alex, I got to ask you straight up, man. We've been best. We've been buds since grade seven, man. Uh, I got to ask you, how many people... Do you think you know that have diabetes? <laughs> I think right now. <laughs> well, take a couple off the list, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll scratch. So Just, he he pulls up a notepad, <laughs> scratches Kyle, scratches <laughs> scratches Davy. So Hicks, you, hey Hicks, Hicks. So whatever edit. your list is, make sure at least take like four of them off because it's not accurate. <laughs> yeah, how many families have you done this to? <laughs> oh God, man. That's so fucking funny. I know probably about four people who have diabetes. <laughs> so zero. You don't have scratch four off, so zero. The equation for you is like the people with diabetes you have minus four is probably the accurate number of people who have diabetes. <laughs> so he did research because he actually didn't know about diabetes. And that's cool. But then he projected <laughs> his diabetic knowledge onto somebody random. And it was oh, me. Man. Dude, Dude, I can't not, I can't really, wait for like I can't wait for like 10 20 years down the line when like someone else gets diagnosed with diabetes and Hicks can be like oh not the first person this guy Davey I know <laughs> and it's good this whole cycle is gonna start all over again so here like it wasn't out of um uh, like it was just a misinformation of who actually had the diabetes. Exactly. It was, you know, what? it was just a hit and a miss. It was a swing and a miss. That's all it was. But I'm then the problem saying, is, I'm not you, saying I think about it all the time, but I'm also not going to refute that. One of the first times when I when I when or I approached Dave and I was like, "Hey, like you want to maybe come on as a guest or whatever?" He he goes, "Yeah, sure, man." He goes, "Do you remember the time Hicks thought that I had diabetes?" And I was like, "Yeah," and then. Like he's like, man, I think about that every time I think of Hicks. And I was like, he did, didn't he? <laughs> and, then, and then I thought it was dad. And then uh, yeah, so, the, so we're just. <laughs> I think I like... this. no one in the O'Doyle clan, in the immediate O'Doyle clan, has diabetes. So like, I understand. I'm surprised you even came on this podcast. Like, if, if someone if someone mistakenly thought I had diabetes, I probably would, would be pretty upset. And I could see 
if you were upset, I would see that. But thank you for coming on this uh, podcast. Yeah. So I, I hope you know not from now on that because of your example, I think it's okay to spread rumors that have no validity. I never spreaded a rumor. I asked Do you imagine if he, if he went around? I'm going to spread a rumor though about you. That's all I'm saying. Could you imagine like every day in the halls, Hicks is just sitting there and he's like, man, poor, poor fucking bastard, eh? Go, what, what are you talking about? And they go, you know, Davey? Yeah. Diabetes. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So here's here's the rumor, and it's gonna bring up a, a throwback to a previous episode. And if you guys didn't listen to the other episode, listen to it. Listen to it. Yes. I don't know what the episode was called. I'm not gonna look back. It's okay. I'm not an it's archivalist, fine. but yeah. here's my rumor. When Alex Hicks goes on trips, he brings 18 pairs of underwear because he shits them all. Hey, you know what? Hicks, I bring I bring 19. Yeah, so fuck you, Davey. <laughs> You know how many you bring? How many days are you gonna be there? Maybe one extra in case you Matt, don't work out. This or is a lunatic. This is lo- This is madness. Yeah, this Luna. is honestly incredibly like stupid. Like how? How? How would you only bring the amount of underwear you're gone for? That doesn't make any sense. Because Dude, I'm supremely if- confident that I'm not a child and won't shit in my pants. That's what not- if you do though? Then what if you, you did? never know? Yeah, I, haven't, if- I haven't since I was like a small child, so I'm pretty, I'm bad a hundred in that range. So Man, what if you if da- like Davey from the bottom of my heart? You're my brother. I love you. I hope the next trip you go on, you just you're sitting there and you're driving. And you're just like duh, 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 you're listening to whatever. And all you just go, no fucking way. <laughs> and the floodgates open. <laughs> you, you can't go, wait, even wait. <laughs> and then you don't have any extra pair of underwear, so. And it's not even about the shitting your pads part. It's not. No. It's about what if you stay an extra couple of nights? That's mostly. I think we focused on the shitting our pants part. Yeah, we focused too much. Yeah, we, that's what we. But that's about. hey, that's that's also a genuine concern. But like, or I always think like, what if I go there and someone's like, oh, you want to go to the gym? And it's like, well, I don't want to have this. I don't want to have a pair of like underwear that I go to the gym and then I'm all sweaty in them and stuff. And then you shit yourself after the gym, and then you need. And then I shit myself while I'm at the gym. I have to leave, change. That's seven pairs right there. (laughs) You got a wife with your underwear, fucking you don't have any toilet paper. It just become it just becomes too much of a logistical nightmare, really. So I'd like to be SRBs, yes, for shit because they talk about shit a lot. Yeah, it's uh. I can't even think of an acronym. The it just S is S for shit, and then we said what are what are two other letters? Yeah, <laughs> and we picked out two <laughs> Scrabble tiles. Uh, well, actually, with company or what? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> I mean bullshits in our name. So yeah. there you go. Maybe, maybe it is. Uh, I want to talk about something. Me and me and Hicks were talking about this last night, David. I don't know if you're aware or not. <clears throat> uh, a Chinese rocket falling from space is going to land on your house. Potentially land somewhere, and we don't know where. Dude, I'm pretty sure I sent you that on Twitter card. You did. You did. Yeah, yeah. you did. That's actually okay. Yeah. I'm gonna rephrase this. So Davey brought something to my attention two or three days <laughs> ago. Me credit. He did. He did. I saw that. So there's a Chinese rocket falling from space. Yeah. And they don't. Oh my god. He's a mutant. Good He's lord, man! I'm mutant. putting that. We're putting that on the Instagram. We're, we're we're clipping that. We're clipping that. We need to screenshot that, and that's the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good lord, the gains on this matter. Oh right, god! Right. But the space stuff, man. Space is scary, bro. Can I? I think we're we're all gonna be in agreement on this. Space has got to be the scariest fucking thing in the world. Well, what else is scarier? Do you ever just think like, hey, what if I'm? What if I go for a walk today, and you take your pet outside? 
You know what I mean? And you're just walking, and then a goddamn rocket falls on you and kills you today. <laughs> well, like, uh, you, like Hicks. Actually, I asked Hicks this question last night. We were preparing for this, and I said, "What do you do?" Okay, you're out for a walk. Da 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 da. da. Uh oh, you know. You see a rocket, okay, the size of well, it said that it was ten stories tall, twenty tons, I think. So, <laughs> a large apartment building, okay. <laughs> you can't run anyway to outrun this. What do you do? And Hicks goes, "I take my phone out. I take as many pictures as I can. Throw it as far as I can, <laughs> and just accept my fate." And that's got to be a pretty good answer, I think. Yeah. Like the documented proof to be like, hey, this fell on me. And then fucking please, God, let the proof be there. No one will have those pictures ever. Those pictures will be worth a billion dollars because those pictures will will never be taken ever again. You could sell them as an NFT. Yeah, that'd be great. But then also you'd have those pictures for your family to see. Like, (laughs) this is my son's last moment. (laughs) Take a selfie with it. (laughs) That was the last thing he did on this planet was take pictures of a a rock. And man, and the best part is like, in all actuality, those pictures would be so fucking blurry. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine like your hands are shaking. It's just like a a totally shit picture. This will be what they remember me for. And it's just like blurry. Yeah, is, that a, is that a fucking Dalmatian? What's he taking a picture of? Why do you take a picture of the sky? It looks kind of dark. Or, or you throw your phone <laughs> like it doesn't get nearly as far as it needs to go. It gets crushed too. Or like your last effort is to like huff your phone as hard as you can away from you and it just breaks on the ground. <laughs> you see it break. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, if that was like your last thing you see it break, I would just go crisscross applesauce and let it fall <laughs> off me. Like, whatever. My last moments were shame. I think, I think you have to, I think if, okay, if it's coming down there, we can all agree there's no direction you can run. Like, there's no point. Well, you could try. There's like, but the K, okay, what do you want to, here's my thought process. Do you want to spend your last moments on earth trying? <laughs> <laughs> What was his last moment on Earth? Man, he started to run as hard as he could. Could you imagine someone watching you just run away from this fucking asteroid? <laughs> and, and then the report turns he started running as fast as he could. He was still 37 meters short. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, fuck. The, the, the chances of that thing hitting you, though, like, honestly, if you're out for a walk with your dog, like, it's not going to happen, but you I, still can hey, try. Alex, Alex. Alex. Are the chances zero? <laughs> okay, okay. You gotta bring an extra pair of underwear, and <laughs> that's why. <laughs> okay, so you guys correct me if I'm wrong. It seems yeah. like this kind of stuff happens in like Europe. They always land in Europe. Always. Okay, one European follower, be careful out there, my guy. <laughs> hey, hey listen, man. We don't know your name or anything. You're a faithful listener to the SMB podcast. You fucking get underground, or you do you get in your bunker, you do whatever you gotta do, man. We can't lose that guy. Man, he already listened to our last one. He actually was like one of the very first ones to listen to it. There's a I don't know who this guy is, but good for you, dude. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank like he, you. Hey, man. Thank you. He's never missed an episode. Like He's been like on par with listening to it every time. There's a thousand percent chance he works for Interpol and he's waiting <laughs> for us to come to Europe so he can detain both of us. But that's all right. <laughs> okay, he's like, Danny. I got any clues? Any clues? No. So we were talking about this before the pod your uh, wrestling career so yeah. like give us a little insight of how that came to fruition like how did that 
Um, it's like one of those things that like you just kind of like. I mean, when you when you grow up here, you have no choice. Like hockey night in Canada, that's the king, that's mm-hmm. the sport, right? But I mean, I found over time, like I just even like I liked watching hockey and stuff, but like there's something about pro wrestling, watching it every Monday on Raw, every Friday on SmackDown. These big yeah. sauced up guys, you know what I mean? The storytelling in it, the, the big fireworks, the show, you know what I mean? I think that's what hooked me as a kid. And then I just kind of never lost that, you know what I mean? And then as I, as you get older, my interests were like, you know, sports and the physicality side of it. And there's some of that in wrestling and then drama and like acting class and stuff like that oh, in yeah. high school. And there's some of that in wrestling too, you know what I mean? It's like, and it's all, it's basic storytelling. It's getting a reaction. It's like instant gratification from a crowd, right? There's yeah. nothing like it. There's no adrenaline spike I've ever felt like that. Probably never will be. I think I think it's cool too, is like been to, you know, I every kid I feel like at some point goes through a wrestling phase. They have Oh to. yeah. Yeah, man. I remember fucking like, Oh yeah. It's the man, when you first get into it, it is the cool it's the coolest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Like there's dudes that are just absolutely yoked that are just wailing on each other. And you're like, man, the hatred you feel for some of the, some of the, uh, the guys in wrestling are yeah. just, I fucking hate that guy. Like some of the bad, like I remember the bad guy in WWE when I was young was, um, uh, shoot. It was edge or what was his name? Randy Orton. Yeah, Randy Orton, man. Like that guy. It was him and John Cena, right? They fucking oh man, I just remember that shit. That was great. That was great. Yep. Man, I think it's cool too. Like being in the being in the crowd, David been to a number of your shows. And man, I cannot wait for this whole world to get back to regular so we can go back to those shows because they're electrifying. But uh being in the crowd, man, it's like shit. Like you know, you're at a sports game, or whatever. When you're when you're on the ice, when you're on the field, or whatever, you you're aware of the crowd, but you're not like trying to do things to interact right. with them. Right. Whereas, like you, your whole your whole career, your whole gig is like you have to either a get the crowd on your side, b get the crowd to hate your face. Right. So that's like that's the that comes with like gratification is like it's a lot more interesting because it's like as much as it is athletic and it's a, it's like as much as that is a performance right and like you can you can completely shape that and you should shape that on how the crowd is reacting right you have to call yeah. it audible to yourself like hey the only bad sound is silence right yeah if they're uninterested that's bad Ooh. right man that's that's clip that that was the only bad sound is silence man if you go to anything and it's silent oh no that's, one I mean, that's, that's the point of wrestling is to evoke emotion right yeah i mean so if you're supposed to be good and they hate you well, you can you can fix some stuff about that. You can you can do whatever, right? As long yeah. as you're getting a strong reaction, that's the deal, right? Uh, is it safe to say it's one of those things where, like, uh, like it's you know how you know good publicity or any no publicity is bad publicity. No reaction is a bad reaction, right? As long as in, you're getting in, a in reaction, essence, yeah. Because you can, if you have a guy who's a smart who's smart on the inside, you can you can change what the certain guy's doing to fit his reaction better. Right. Stuff like that. I won't get too much into it, but, but you can definitely adjust for the reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, <clears throat> I think that I would beat the shit out of Alex in a wrestling ring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think Hicks, you better start doing your research on some smaller guys. If you have <laughs> 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 
I'm glad that I hate guys. I just want to say that helped the ego that no one re- rebuked that. That was that was good. But Hicks, uh, have you ever been to you've been to like one of Davy's shows? Or like Man, I haven't. I haven't never been to one of Davy's shows. That and you know what? Have you ever been to a wrestling show? No, man. No, man. There. When when this whole shit gets gets back to uh back to normal, SRB should go to a show. And uh, it, man, it's it's fun. And like I can man, I can honestly say like hundred percent, even on air. Like David, you're you're a hell of a talent, man. Unbiased, oh, shit, unbiased. Man. Like. It, man, the guys that come out that he he wrestles with, like on his card or whatever, there's guys like man, that guy's that guy has some potential. Guy's got some potential. Oh yeah, fuck okay. And also, it's like there's a there's a couple top caliber guys that like I've seen multiple times now, and it's like oh shit, they have fucking star power. Dave, you're in that echelon, man. There's a few guys, and I feel like, I mean, I can shout them out. I mean, there's he wrestled a guy named uh, Michael Allen Richard Clark. Oh shit. Stott. Yeah, there's a guy Sean Moore, stud. Davey O'Doyle, stud. Like he's Braden Parsons, member of the league, stud. Man, a name like Davey O'Doyle though, you gotta bring the energy, right? Like you can't. Yeah, well, I think you'd have to bring the energy if your name was Davey O'Doyle too. But Davey O'Doyle sounds cool. <laughs> O'Doyle, sorry, O'Doyle. Wow. You know, it, it, <laughs> Welcome to Davey O'Doyle, the diabetic. How are we doing, Davey? David Diabetical Duel. Let's do it. David Diabetical Duel. Oh man. Anyways, I, I, back back to that though. Like I appreciate your compliment. And it's um it's one of those things like it's years of years of watching, years of studying. Now it turns into studying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking pride in your craft. Um, just like dedicating yourself to it. You if you if you have the aptitude for it, you can get good, right? And some of those guys you named, I'm not I don't think I'm quite as good as, as they are yet, but they've been doing it for a lot longer than I have, right? Right. I, th- so, I, I just being at your shows, sorry, Hicks, uh, just being at like some of your shows, like it's like, man, those guys though, like in terms of like reaction and stuff, like you're, you're really good at uh, like, I mean, personally, I, I, I don't think I could boo you to save my life, but like every time you come out, I'm like, oh shit, he's eliciting the same type of reaction as those guys are. Right. And, and I mean, and I, I think that's, there's a, there's a big, um, what word am I looking for? It's like, a, it's a big perception thing, right? Yeah, because there's some guys and you see them and you know they don't they're whatever they don't quite it's their weekend gig they don't quite take it as seriously and that's not not to knock them there's some guys who do and they're quite good and i'll give them that but i mean for guys like me and guys you mentioned we want to make this our profession we want to go the full way with this this wants to be our living right yeah you have to you have to make yourself you have to perceive yourself as 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 good as you can better than the rest you know what i mean and that's you have to go with it right yeah, exactly, man. That's and and to, to go along with it, like the league, man. Like, how did you? I think it's Parsons, right? You and yeah. Parsons. How did you, how did that come together? Like, that looks like a you guys had a little uh, a thing where you guys had uh, Mick Foley. I don't know if like was yeah, that actually yeah yeah. yeah that so was... it, started out, it started out me and him. He uh, he came after I was about halfway done my training. We we trained together in Regina. And then we were heading over to like Alberta and doing shows, and they didn't really have anything for us to do. And we were like, you know what? we're pretty similar guys. We're always in the same car. Let's take up, see how that goes. And then that tag team really took off. You know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of goofy skits, a lot of fun, man. Like there's times like in Alberta, we're, we're these bad guys. Right. Yeah. I remember there's like times where we go out after like, just that intermission of the show. We're already done our match, whatever. Yeah. And like, we just like, 
just pester the fans with these microphones. Like, <laughs> hey, can you go get us a hot dog? No. And, like, and then eventually we'll, we'll convince these like idiots to go get us hot dogs. And then we, we, we'll just throw them on the ground. You know what I mean? They're just like, <laughs> <"Fuck this guy." laughs> uh, I remember once I was at intermission. I told this guy like, man, you could be in the league if you buy me a DVD, like one of the, one of the company DVDs. So he goes in and buys me a DVD. And I look at it. I was like, "Why would I want this?" I wrestled on this show, and I threw it. Right? Just like, That's hilarious. Oh, the best one is one time me and Parsons and uh, Michael and Richard Clark. You mentioned there we were we, we so we're walking around at, at intermission at this one big show, and this kid has a 3ds, right? Like yeah, a pretty expensive piece of whatever. No. And we're just like pestering this kid. So. He, we get him to convince us to hand us his 3DS. We take it in the ring and we legitimately started playing it. And this kid's like, "3DS, no!" And his dad thought it was funny, but you can almost tell his dad was like really worried. Like, what if they don't give back my kid's 3DS, right? And I was, I thought you were gonna say like, yeah, snapped it in half. Or something. Yeah, I told you he gave you the DS. You guys just fucking broke it right up. I, I would love to do that, but our promoter would be furious if that guy just like was, was really mad. So, oh yeah, I would, I would love to. I'd love to give the character all that, but like you have to be careful politically what you could what you can get away with, right? Well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, I feel like you could quickly tank your your rising <laughs> yeah. stock if you just yeah. like, man, this guy's a loose cannon. He actually just snaps kids' electronics, <laughs> yeah. so maybe don't don't give him I mean, a shot. It's not the first time because like I uh, there's this kid he brought like a whiteboard to this one show and yeah. he's just writing down like whoever sucks I love whoever like the good guy was or whatever so I grabbed his his board and I didn't even try to really break it it must have been like a shitty board and I just snapped it completely in half <laughs> and he was like hey and then like for a second Ivan was like oh my god it broke his board and then I was like okay so then I just did the two hand toss it to the other side of the crowd that's <laughs> that kid's like. Yeah, I, I spent money on that, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. Hey, man, next time bring a fucking sign so you won't be as <laughs> devastated when it gets broken. Yeah, when I rip your cardboard sign, you'll be a lot happier about it. I still remember the best, I think the best interaction. I've well, I've seen a lot of good ones, but one of the best interactions from wrestler to fan was, um, I think it was, I think it was Michael Allen, Richard Clark. And he's standing on the apron. And getting heckled, and he turns around. And he goes, "Hey, what's?" He's like, "Uh, he goes, what's five times nine? And the guy just like looks for a second. He goes, 45. <laughs> and then the crowd goes, "Oh!" And then without missing a beat, man, he just goes, "What?" Well, because nine's the easiest timetable, idiot. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, like just to have that call and response ready, and like to be prepared if that guy got it wrong." You got material right there. If that guy gets it right, I have to find some way to fucking turn it back on him. That's that's like one of those weird things too, like playing with the crowd like that. You just it's improvisation, all of it. You just think what you're yeah. saying and say it, right? Same thing with your cutting a promo in the ring, that kind of stuff. And like I love improv. I think improv's fantastic. I think yeah. it takes a sharp mind, right? And that's why I love it too. That's a yeah. part of wrestling. Absolutely. I think um it, you know, it takes a sharp mind. So you like you're cut out for it. You're, you're quick. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Alex steer clear, but uh, you know, I th- <laughs> no, I mean, we're, we're doing this by the seat of our pants, but that's like, yeah. And especially watching you guys in there and watching you, Davey, like, you know, over time now, it's like, I remember some of your early, early shows as opposed to the last one, which I mean, I guess in this fucking COVID worlds a year ago, but um, it's like, Oh shit. Like, 
you learn, I feel like you learn so much from just doing it over and over, but like, do you find that you learn more from being kind of to use insider terms here, the heel or the face? Um, It really, for me, I don't think it matters much. You learn different things with each to to fit your role better. But the thing with wrestling is like the more reps you get at it, the better, the more situations you're in, the the more you'll know for the next time you're in a similar situation. And it's like, if you, what they say is true. Like every time you're in the ring, you'll learn something, even if it's something big, something very minor, some little tweak, you'll learn something. Every time you're on the ice, you learn something. Every yeah. time I'm on the ice, man, most of the time I don't even know I'm on the ice, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you also don't know who has crippling diseases and who doesn't. So exactly, man. Davey, uh, question. I, yeah, I was going to say, you know, question for me that I've always wanted to know. How did the character of Davey O'Doyle kind of come to be? Like, how did this whole basis for Davey O'Doyle, O'Doyle rules, it's, it's, can, to say contagious when you're in the crowd is an understatement. O'Doyle rules is amazing, and I, like you'll get the people that you know they'll they'll be the few when when you when our boy Davey needs to get the W, and there'll be a few people that want to see the opponent, and they'll get you the O'Doyle socks, and then the O'Doyle rules will hit, and the O'Doyle socks, and then the O'Doyle rules will hit. It's electric. How did the character come to be and like you catch phrases and all that stuff? I mean, for just to come, put on that quick, like, I mean, any reaction is good reaction, right? So I'm getting both fine. But um, so it had me starting out. I was just at wrestling at these like, these like sidewalk days is what it's called in Moose Shaw. It's like this little like, it's like a bunch of vendors get out and you're wrestling in the hot sun for like the same eight <laughs> people all day. <laughs> like there's people going by, but like there's only like eight people in the world actually watching you. <laughs> So I wrestled like a bunch of masks and stuff and just had some like really atrocious matches because I was just starting. And then they're like, well, let's do one without your mask. What do you want to be called? And I was like, I don't I don't know. Like, I'm just worried about like not sucking, right? Yeah. And then so the promoter brings me some like really awful names, like based on like politics and like really like awful trash <laughs> names. And I'm like, and I just remember saying, like, hey man, if you're gonna call me something stupid, just like call me O'Doyle or something. He's like, Yeah. Okay, you're you're Davy O'Doyle. <laughs> so oh. that's the that's the story of the amazing name of Davy O'Doyle. That's the origin story. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's like a Billy Madison joke and all the yellow yeah. Doyle rules. So I got Doyle rules. I think that's actually I think that's incredible because what you've turned it into, and right. like Hicks, you can attest to this. I mean, everyone that refers to Davy O'Doyle refers to him as O'Doyle, like Davy, like yeah. Davey O'Doyle what's Davey doing and it's like you've turned this into like a brand like you've turned it into it's one of those weird things like I never thought I could like would be like hey who rules and they're all like O'Doyle rules you know what I mean and I'm just like oh okay great and and they do and it is it hits man it hits you come out there you go who rules and everybody knows who rules everybody knows man Davey transitioning a little bit here Unless Hicks, do you got you got something else to add? Man, no, to? I think we covered all that. That was fucking awesome. I, that's amazing how you started this, man. Like, just if you be able to know someone who is try, is wanting to go to the distance with wrestling, like you would never really think of that. But like, fuck, like that's amazing. I love that. I love that shit. I I remember like I was me and Davey actually lived together for a year in Regina, and I remember just it would be it would be the middle of the night, borderline like you know about to get up five six in the morning, and he's 
coming back in from a road trip back from Edmonton, Calgary. He's about to sleep. He's going to wake up at like a decent time. So the, his sleep schedule doesn't get too fucked. So he's going to run on, you know, four hours, three hours sleep for the whole day, go to bed as normal time, get up, do the university thing, do all this stuff, still maintain a, a unbelievable like gym schedule, diet, all this stuff next weekend. Guess what? If he's going Alberta, he's going Alberta. Oh, he's got a show in Saskatoon. Okay, he's going to go Saskatoon. Oh, he's got one in Regina. Okay, he'll do it in Regina. Okay, he'll drive back. Yeah, do that. It, it was it was insane. Like <laughs> the the like the cycle that like guys on the Indies I think have to keep, and that's crazy to me, man. Like yeah, it's, but, it's, it's, it's being in Canada, right? Just to get to the next worthwhile show, you have to drive at least two and a half, usually eight hours. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. guys, what well, some of the guys we go with have like families and kids and they want to get back. So you just power through the night. Right. And take my shift at 3. AM drive to 7. AM got a little bit of sleep at the beginning, but got to get home. Got to get back. Got to get ready for next weekend. Right. That's the yeah. cycle. That's the life. Got to get your reps in. All right. So actually, I guess sticking with this for a second here, how have you been like, cause I know with COVID nothing's been the same. How have you been kind of keeping up, keeping in tip top shape. I mean, you said that, I mean, CrossFit slaughtered you this morning, but like, how have you been kind of maintaining? Cause me, me and Hicks have the pleasure of seeing this right now. You are, a, you're a, you're a man among men. Yeah, man. You've always been a man among men, man. I remember playing peewee with you, man. It was just fucking crazy. The fucking, the body of this guy freak. was just, it's, yeah, it was just freakish. I was like, first, my first year playing hockey and wavered. I got this, fucking man on my team and peewee i was like oh my god i don't even have hair on my fucking balls yet <laughs> this guy's got fun hold on crazy. a second hicks this whole time you thought he's this man among men and stuff <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> and deep in your mind you thought man how much insulin is this guy pumping into his fucking body <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he had diabetes then. It was like oh, later yeah, on. Yeah, he woke up one day and goes, "Holy, shit. <laughs> <laughs> diabetic!" Hey, good morning, everybody. Wow, my insulin feels weird today. <laughs> Holy shit! Better get the insulin pump. Uh, no, but how, how, how have you been maintaining kind of that routine? Uh, to get back on, uh, back on topic there. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> You just have to keep going. You have to treat it like like you're always ready. <laughs> At this point, you're kind of not ready for anything because there's nothing to be ready for. But yeah. stay ready because you never know what's going to happen, right? So got some CrossFit, got some powerlifting, got making sure I stay up to date, making sure I keep my diet. I mean, you can be a little little lax, but keep it at least somewhat in check. You know what I mean? Just you have to stay ready. You have to you have to shoot for something. I can't be my goals aren't right now. Like oh. I got to make all my shows, got to do this and that. So it's, it's gotta be, gotta be gym focused. You gotta look your best, stay ready, study up. You know what I mean? Just gotta mm-hmm. keep your sanity that way. Yeah, man. Who, who do you think, like, who are some of your, like, what are some of your study habits? Who are your favorites to study? Like what, what types of matches do you study? Do you study like more the psychology aspect of it? The, the physical traits of it? Like what, 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 what do you do to study? Um. So I think for me, is like I like a very I like a certain style of wrestling and wrestling unfortunately has moved away from it kind of and I wouldn't even describe it as like a slower style because you just have to know when you should speed up to, to get the crowd going and when you need to slow down right mm-hmm, right so I mean like um Carve you'll know this guy but I mean like so if I'm like a bad guy I think a guy who meets my kind of like size and like style build is a guy like Bobby Roode 
right? Yeah. Former former Beer Money Inc., former world champ there. I like yeah. to watch his stuff. You know what I mean? That's more of my style of like a wrestler. But like you and like there's lots of guys, older guys like Harley Race, you know, like older guys. But like Bob, Bobby Roode does the essence of that, but brings it a little bit more modern, right? Right. And you can tell in his opponents, he gives them more stuff that's more akin to now. Right. So, I mean, a guy like that, maybe, but like lately I've been watching a lot of like really older wrestling and that's just like the, in the eighties and that's the roots is just all psychology. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care about the moves. I care about when you do them and why you do them. Right. I, I feel like everything you guys do in, in the, you know, in the squared circle here, as some refer to it, uh, I feel like everything's for a reason. Like everything right. has to be for a reason. It's not just like, going out there and ah, right. fuck it. We'll just see what happens. You should be working towards whatever your story is working towards whatever you're building in your match. And you're working for a reaction at some point here or there. Right. Yeah. If you're just doing moves, do moves. And that's my problem with some wrestling now is you, some people do moves because they're big moves, right? There's yeah. no, there's no layering. There's no building to the biggest move. There's no whatever. Right. I feel like that's like, if um, I feel like to, you know, like a, what's the word? An analogy is like, that's like if for some reason next year, like the Winnipeg Jets won the Stanley Cup. It's like there's no story. <laughs> like not to shit on the Jets so hard. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's just like there has to be some build, like some like, fuck yeah. Like when, when Brady won his ring, it's like there's a story that's been building. Right. And that's, not, that's what wrestling is. It's not as much. You should you should be crisp in the ring. You should strive for that. Yeah. But the essence of the best stories in wrestling are stories. You need a, you need emotional investment going in and you need to be emotionally invested in the characters, right? Right. And it's it's hard when you're when you're like a lower level guy and you're just wrestling random matches here and there but you have to try to make a story in your match, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where that's where the meat and potatoes is. And I mean, some people really like it just like, Hey, that guy did 800 flips. Cool. But like, eventually you're, you're going to get bored of that because you're going to get hurt some, yeah. or you're going to, you're going to cap out eventually to what is athletically possible to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, also I, I feel like, damn, just completely lost my train of thought. So that's okay. doesn't even matter. Good job, Carver. Just, Congratulations. Yeah, no, that's okay. yeah. You're awesome. Tanking, I'm tanking right. this, yeah. tanking this fucking podcast. Yeah. Fuck didn't me. Even, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, but you, you said something in there that it's kind of moved away from the style that you like. Right. And it's kind of gotten more into this peak athleticism, fast yeah. pace. Like, can you do how many rotations can you do in a flip? And right. can you land it? Is it cool? Yeah. And something that we have all talked about, I've talked with Hixie about it. I've talked with Davey about it. That's not the only thing that's moved away from what we love. Like the golden age of hockey. I know we've all talked about it like separately. Yeah. It's gone away from what we like. And I feel like nowadays in sports, like you see in the NFL, it's receivers. How, how many cuts can you make? How fast can your feet go? How choppy can you go and break out of it? I, and I call me an old school and I, you guys see the same. I love linemen. I love linemen play. I like hard nosed. Oh, wow. Uh, really? Didn't realize well, you were a Ray Lewis hey. lover. Okay. Well, linebacker, but linebacker, also. But different, Alex, different. All right. Hey. Oh, I thought you said linebacker. Sorry, my bad. No, that's okay. You fucked it up. But also how many snaps do you really want to go into a football discussion here? Alex? Yeah, I do oh, actually. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you really want to do that? No, but like in the NHL, like it's gone from. I don't know, Hicks, you described it on the last episode, I think it was, where you said it was like transitioning to a fast-paced game, but there were still guys that could just light you yeah. up. No problem. 
my thing for that is like, I feel like the NHL now when I watch it, it's like, it's so suited to a guy like McDavid, just speed mm-hmm. and a shot. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas like, whereas before you had so much variety of a guy that could impact your game. The Cavalier yeah. is completely different. Rick Nash is completely different. Sundin was a completely different style of player. You know what I mean? Sakic wasn't this type of player. There was still guys like that. Don't get me wrong. Like Pavel yeah. Datsuk is that kind of guy. Yeah. But hockey has evolved so much into just a, a single or a couple single aspects that the other aspects aren't as important anymore. Yeah. Like I feel like it's been speed, right? That's all it's right. been. If you have speed and you can stick out of the puck pretty good, you're going to do very well in this league. Well, like, like you said, back, back in the day, you could be slow as shit, but you could still be a hard hitter and you, no one would want to touch you. Right. And that gave you the space to do what you wanted. And, or you could be like a medium average player who had a tough guy in your line and fuck, there you go. You're, you're a superstar, but now it's just like speed, 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 speed. Right. And that golden age of hockey we were talking about, you had guys who knew how to hit, right. And you had guys who knew how to skate fast and stick handle and they could stop the guys who could skate fast and stick handle. Right. And it was just like this transition era of like great fucking hockey you had big hits, great goals, fucking exciting fighting. And oh, it was just amazing. I mean, it's the thing for me I find too is like it's weird to think now of who were elite defensemen then and who are elite defensemen now because the elite defensemen now are almost all like offensive defensemen and that's what's considered elite, not a true defenseman. Like Mm -hmm. even like the the true like stay-at-home defensive defenseman, like uh, they're still putting up what, 30, 45 points a season where it's like the like defensive defensemen stay at home in your lane can line you up in the defensive zone. Like it's, you don't see it anymore. And even like you said, Davey, like Pavel, that's the game was for him speed. I mean, the guy's got how many Selkie trophies he could play defense. Like it yeah, was right. nowadays, like McDavid's about, is he, he's, if he doesn't have it already, he's about to hit a hundred points in 56 games? games. Yeah. And Austin Matthews has 40 goals in 49 games. Like it's built for a certain type of player now, but I miss the guys. I miss it when it was more, you did. If you were the fastest guy, you were going to be the best guy. Like I don't. It, I'm, it, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a credit to your guy here, Carve, like Yiggy, Joe McGinley. That dude. That dude could play a well-rounded game, and oh, I respected yeah. that game. Right. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't mind getting a little dirty in the corners. He could still pass the puck. He wasn't too slow. He had. A, he had some decent shot. He was a leader. You know what I mean. Yeah. He played a well-rounded game. You. You didn't have to worry about him being irresponsible. You know what I mean. It wasn't all about one thing. He's a good, well-rounded player. That's like, he's the kind of guy, like, I like Jonathan Taves. He's like not what he used to be, but he's such a well-rounded player. A guy like that, I res- maybe not getting as many points, but appreciating different aspects of hockey. Like, I respect a guy like that, right? Yeah, well, exactly. And even think about, like, the two, like, pinnacle, quintessential two of them. Blackhawks during that dynasty they had in kind of right. like 2010-ish. You had Taves do it all. Like right. he made captain serious. Like he was just two way forward and he could set up every play he needed to make. And then you had Patrick Kane who would burn you down the wing and he right. would get 105 points a game. Yeah. And then also look who they had in the back end. Duncan Keith. Yeah, exactly. Points a Brent, season. Brent Seabrook, right? Brent, yeah. hey, Brent Seabrook, shout out. Great career. Right. But yeah, like you don't have like the defenseman, like, like if you think about it back in the nineties and two thousands, you had that Scott Stevens, right? And he yeah. was considered one of the, best defenseman ever you never seen him put up those points but he was just he could just end guys like right like he, that's what he did that is his job his job was to protect the end right at their end 
Yeah. Well, we, I mean, no, so for my team, sorry to cut you off there, Carve. No, no, no. You're the guest. But like, so, so I like whether it's people hate or not, like my team's the Habs. And we got a guy yeah. like Shea Weber. And he's one of those old school kind of defensemen a lot more than most guys are. But yeah. you can even tell now the game has moved so far away from his skill set that he's not as a, even considered nearly as elite as he was. I mean, he's yeah. aged some. We can give credit where it's due. He has aged. Yeah. But like, even so, like his style of play is even such a throwback to like six years ago when he was like really a top defenseman. You know? Oh yeah. Well, it's like when he, when he was on the Preds and it was that top pairing of him and Ryan Suter. And it's like Ryan Suter would be the more offensive guy, but he was still getting, he was a more offensive guy and he was getting what 40 to 50 points. And that was like, man, he's a pretty good offensive mm-hmm. minded D man. And Shea Weber was just stay at home D man who was getting, eh, he'd get 20 points a season, but you know, you couldn't, you couldn't get past them. Exactly. He was, he was perfect defensively. And then, yeah, as the game is just now, it's speed, 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 speed. Your top line has to, your top three skaters have to be as fast as they come. The games move past that. And I mean, Hey, hockey's still going to be one of my favorite sports ever. I, mm-hmm. I love it to death, but it's just like, I miss that old, not old school as in like, you know, <laughs> Hey, let's have <laughs> seven, 17 guys. Like, hook <laughs> breakaway not get called for it but i mean like 2000 to like 2010 like that yeah. decade the 2000s was just like you couldn't get better than that for me no well, and, and that's like it, so we we're talking about it sorry cut you off there actually the, hicks for this episode title when you when you send it to me man and we go over it let's just call it sorry to cut you off <laughs> <laughs> because we're, we're learning a lot from having a guest on here <laughs> but it's well it's tricky like when we're not all in the same room too hey, sort like, of cut yeah. you off there dude but uh, oh hey uh, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of oh wait no ask me <laughs> <laughs> no but like you know even with the nfl and stuff like don't get me wrong i love like watching tyree kill play is a gift like we're never gonna see a guy that fast, that explosive with a quarterback, that talented an offensive coach, that good, an offensive coordinator, that good, a tight end, that good, a running game, that solid, a line that good. Like, it's just, it's perfect. And it's awesome to watch. I do miss, like I was watching some even games from, you know, 2010, 2011, 12. And it's like, you know, just this all around, like running backs mattered and fullbacks. Every team had a fullback they used. And I, again, I don't want 1980s football where, you know, the running back has two bars on his helmet and (laughs) the bull thing. And he's just got mud everywhere. Like that's fun to watch in highlights, but I feel like everything now in sports is so offensive driven. And I think all three of us can say like, you know, we're pretty big defensive guys too. I love defense boys. (laughs) The thing about even like we're talking about football is like, I, I love to watch a different, like a hybrid defense, a, a good hybrid defense where like, you have a guy who, like, Isaiah Simmons, like, yeah. uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa now. But, like, they're, they're at the point now where guys don't actually have true positions. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no – if you're a playmaker, you can get on the field. And rightfully so. If you can change the outcome of the game, like, so be it. Yeah. But there used to be such a, such a prototype and such – everybody kind of had their lane. And I know yeah. things have to evolve, and that's fine. But there's something to be said, you know what I mean, about – Two ends doing their job, yep. a hard-nosed defensive defensive tackle, linebackers ready to scrape the line, drop into their zone when they need to, and then 
some playmaking man, man corners and a couple safeties deep, right? There's something to be said for that kind of, kind of football too. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's harder, it's harder with that because you can't do that anymore. Now that everybody is so focused on the offense, everything is so spread. Everything yeah. is so, so tailored to them, right? Like you can't even play a traditional def- or defense anymore and that's fine, but there's something to be said for watching a good game like that. I, yeah. And I think, I think honestly, man, a hundred percent, I think like depending on what Washington can do and maybe if Pittsburgh can keep it going, which I, I fucking hate saying those words, but I think the days of seeing like, and not to shout them out all the time, but you know, the 2000 Ravens or the 85 bears or the 13 Seahawks, the, the 15 Broncos. Yeah. I think the days of those single season defenses, I think they're over, man. And that's why I say, like, unless Washington, cause they got chase young, um, who's uh, <laughs> we mean Davey have talked with this chase young, uh, is our age and would beat the living shit out of all three <laughs> of us at one time. Like, like, like you watch the draft and you see like, let's just take an offensive lineman. So this guy's like, I will give you my contract. If you can get by me one time out of 10, you're getting, you're not only being beat 10 times, you're getting embarrassed 10 times. That's the kind of athletes bad. NFL players are. He could come, he could show up in street clothes, like jeans and just like whatever shoes he's got on, shirt, and you can be dressed to perform. You can have all the energy gels you want. And you <laughs> sitting there ripping C4. All right, let's go. And you try the first swim move and you're on your ass. Like, you try the first swim, the moment your arm gets in the air, he's got his hand under you and you're off your feet. Like he's yeah. launching you. Well, and like you're like, man, I'm older than this guy. <laughs> Like that's crazy. And he's, and he's embarrassing been, the shit I've out of you. I've been alive longer yeah. than you have, and that holds no value here over you physically dominating me. If we if we were both working at a, a regular nine to five job, and there was a uh, a raise that was being brought to our company, and it was based on uh, seniority, I would get it ahead of you, <laughs> <laughs> and and you're embarrassing the shit out of me. But like, yeah, I think like yeah. So Chase Young, they got Ron Rivera. They got some great defensive pieces in Washington. But I think, like, you know, maybe the 22-23 football team. But I just think, like, the game's so offensive now. And, yeah, like, who are some of the greatest players defensively in the game? Tyran Matthew, positionless. You know, like, Buda Baker, positionless. They're safeties, but they they can play in the box, right? Jamal Adams. He had 10 sacks last year. The guy technically plays safety. Right. I think defensive coordinators have had to just be like, okay, look at the athletes I have, not the positions that I have. Shit. Look at the athletes I have who can do what. I mean, so that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what, Pretty good. I, I don't know. You hit your microphone. Did it make a, did it make, I, I thought it made a loud sound. So it, it, it did, but it wasn't, it, did. Like, it wasn't enough that like, okay, I'm just, I need to call it out, but Hicks absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, gold, see, I love that. I could see Hicks laughing. And I was like, am I sweating or something? No. And then I was like, um, <laughs> so no. like, like you were talking about football though. Like now your best offensive teams make it to the end and the team that has, okay. So you're, you're, you're the third best offensive team and you're in the Super Bowl. If you have the, the 15th ranked defense, you'll probably win because their defense isn't good because they don't have enough money to pay the guys. Right. Yep. And that's where it is. Look at last year. Like the the Bucks did have a great defense, but they also had a top five offense. Yeah. So it's like the Chiefs, their defense came on late in the year, and they always do. Like Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, like they always get better later in the year because they right. know when it matters. 
But if you have a, if you even have like, yeah, like a top 10, top 12, top half defense and a top three offense, you're golden. The year before, I think better illustrates that. Cause like the, the 49ers were a good team on offense, but they were a stud defense. Yep. And the chiefs were an average middle, middle of the pack defense and a great offense. Right. Yeah. All they needed was for that defense to step up just a little bit more yeah. because their offense was so, so huge. Like they won yep. no matter how good the other defense is. And that's, by definition of how the league is in the rules, right? 100%. I guess speaking of offensive football, so we got Ravens fan, a Broncos fan, and a Bengals fan here. Davey. Oh, my God. Davey, it's, how you – It's fucking tough. I, I've been friends with you for a long time, Davey. I don't remember the last time you were happy as a football fan. Well, he's never been happy. I don't think they <laughs> – But – how are you feeling heading into the 2021 season? You guys just drafted Jamar Chase in the first round, certified stud, played with Joey Burrow at LSU uh, in the second round. Who'd you guys pick up? Uh, we got a, we got a lot offensive tackle out of Clemson. Right, right, right. It, um, uh, his name's Carmen. No, yeah, it's some something like that. Like something yeah. like that. How are you, how are you feeling about the offense? Like Joey Burrow's coming back. You got Jamar Chase now. He got some weapons. What are you predicting? just from like a general stance, not even just the offense, like the Bengals for the first time in a long time have some sort of direction and hope. Cause I mean, the last regime was Andy Dalton and like, we'll see what you want about that guy, but he's not the answer. Right. You had Marvin Lewis who our, our owners never fired and was okay. That Marvin Lewis was and seven in the playoffs <laughs> and he, and Lincoln and five straight years lost out in the first round. You find that we were like, I think we won like, I swear it was like 30% winning percentage in prime time or something, right? Yep. Just like the least clutch team ever. <laughs> Somehow we'd win some games. We'd win these random games and we'd like maybe won some divisions, but we could never do anything. And now we got a new coach. We got rid of the old regime. We got rid of all the older players. We got a whole new fresh squad of young guys. We got our quarterback. We got a loaded up offense. Next year, probably we'll get some a little bit more help on defense. You know what I mean? We have a fresh restart in Cincinnati. And after being so tired of the last decade of whatever we had before, it's pretty reinvigorating to have some hope. Man, as a division rival, like I I don't want to see the Bengals be better than the Ravens, but I think legit, like I've never had a problem with the Bengals. I've I, I can't stand the Steelers, can't stand the Browns, like with a fire. But the Bengals have always been like, man, I just want to see him do good. I do. I just I, like I I have a Bengals fan in my life, very close to me. I don't want to see him be miserable. Like I want him to do good. And I think genuinely, like you, yeah, like you said, you have a direction. Finally, you have right. hope. Like Andy Dalton, yeah, he'd win games. Like he would. He he wasn't an zero and sixteen every year guy. He'd find a way to go ten and six, eleven and five sometimes. Yada yada. But. He, you, I feel like every single time you knew deep down, like he wasn't the answer. Like right. at no point were you ever like, man, this could be the turnaround. I mean, you, you know exactly what you're going to get with Andy Dalton though. If the game matters, he'll play worse. And that's just how it is. If the yeah. game doesn't matter at all and you're playing like a shitty team, he, he'll get you the dub. Yeah. But there's only so far you're going with that, with that system. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think, do you think Joe Burrow's the guy? He's the answer. He certainly looks like it. And for having no help on the offensive line for like a couple weapons, you know what I mean? Learning a new system an inexperienced head coach to play the way he did last year before he got hurt. That's big year two. Everybody gets better in year two. Every coach coordinator quarterback combo has statistically proven to get better in year two. 
Year mm-hmm. two's coming up. We got an extra weapon on, on the edge. We got uh, Jamar Chase. Yep. We got extra line help. You know what I mean? We got another year under our belts of what works, what doesn't in this offense. So, like, I think I'm excited for as long as we can keep Joe Burrow uh, off that bad knee, that scarred up knee now, I think we're good. I think, man, I think Joe Burrow's an absolute fucking stud. I he's, think he's like, awesome. you see, You see some of those videos and he's – avoids four sacks to make a play like that's ridiculous and not even just like a dump off like legit like make a downfield play it's like oh he's actually if you guys gave him a line and oh he'd be great i remember when i when he got drafted there was like after he won the national title the year before he got drafted there's that stuff where he was like where he's like smoking cigars and shit oh he's absolutely swagging right swagged out of his mind i remember i was like man we need a guy like that an actual winner yeah. Not like Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton's nice, but you mean he cares about like I'm going to go to church before the game <laughs> on Sunday. That's what he's worried about. You know what I mean? It's like need- man, like Andy Dalton's nice, but it sucks to say nice doesn't win. Like yeah, right, you need that nice confidence, right? Yeah, yeah. Com- yeah. Like Peyton Manning was an asshole to a point. Like on the field, he or on the sideline, he's barking. Tom Brady, he yells at his teammates if you're not playing good, right? That's yeah, exactly. what, did he, what did he say? To his, I need you guys to be faster and more explosive. Is that what he said to his receivers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom, I'll get faster. <laughs> right, I'm just gonna. Don't worry, I'll shave off a couple a couple points off my uh, fucking forty time for you. Don't yeah, worry. right before we go on for the next drive here, one sec, Tom. Yeah. But like, yeah, nice doesn't win. I think Joe Burrow's got that swagger attitude of like, man, he. Well, and also like he he comes out in every interview and he's like, I I literally don't know what it's like to lose. I hate fucking losing. Right. I I want I want to win. That's what I like doing. <laughs> I'm like, that's Andy Dalton's always just been like, well, you know, we got a great group of guys here and uh, you know, hopefully we can get it together. It's like, all right. Well. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the generic answer. You generic bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, yeah that's, I, that brings up like a funny point that I know we can all talk about here. Yep. Dude. How much did you have to get used to losing living in Weyburn, dude? Two and four. I think we went two and four for legitimately seven straight seasons. Man, I'm not not even just football for me. I'm talking like in I've had hockey seasons where we win eight like six games. I had one season Hicks were on the team aim eleven ninety that one year where we won one game the whole year. I wasn't on that team, but no, I, I just remember my first year being in Weyburn. We didn't do too bad, but bad that we 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 made it to playoffs. But you know, Radville Yellowgrass kicked our ass. Yeah. Um. The next year we had a good year. My my whole bantam year, my all my bat, like it was just disgusting. I fucking hated it, man. You lost so much being in Wayward. It was so bad. I fucking hated it, dude. It's one and, of those things. Like you're like, okay, you shouldn't. Like, are you a good winner, dude? I'm a great winner. Are, are you a, like, are you a bad? Are you a, a good loser? That's what I meant. To say. Yeah. Are you a good loser? I'm a phenomenal loser. Yeah, that's yeah. all we did here. No matter how great. good you tried, your team around you couldn't keep up. Man, you know how people are like, oh man, they just can't handle success. I like if, <laughs> if hypothetically we all joined a sports team right now and we went 14 and two, I wouldn't be able to handle it. My <laughs> ego would be up here, man. I'd be like, I'm fucking great at this game. Put yeah. me in Hall of Fame. Fucking I'm like, go. let's get my let's get my fucking Hall of Fame jacket size up here. You want my gloves? Like, uh, yeah, I can <laughs> sign them. I can sign them if you need. They're going to the Hall of Fame. So, so I listen, I remember. Listen. Oh no, you go, you go, you. Okay, you go after this one. Yeah. So sorry to cut you off there. Sorry to cut you <laughs> off. Hey, sorry to cut you off. Alex, did you want to say something quick? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, hey, so uh, I, I, uh, I uh, what uh, my story there. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll go we'll go Davy and then me and then Hicks. Okay. Yeah, okay. So um 
in my grade 12 year, I'm playing a senior bowl, right? The best grade 12s, all y'all try out and you play football, right? And you play football. Yep. Yep. So I'm on the team South team, right? Yep. And so we go into that game full of piss and vinegar. Like, man, we're the bee's knees. Yep. And we just get absolutely shit on <laughs> besides how bad we got yelled at by the coach and stuff. At the end of the game, there's dudes from like Regina teams, like who are like, like Leboldis, And they were like the, the four, a football champs for like six years straight. And these there's kids are like, I haven't lost since Adam football. What is this? And they're like furious. And I'm like me and the other guy from waiver and like Carter were sitting there. We're like, dude, we only lost by like 14 points. <laughs> This is a good game, boys. Hey, eh? fucking! Like, yeah, we're like, we, were, we were in that game for a while. Like that wasn't so bad. And these guys are just absolutely rampaging that they lost the game. And I'm just like, man, you would never survive here, Davy. I remember one of the first games I ever played football. You and me were were playing, and I was, I think I was guard and you were center at the time it was i think legitimately the final score was 84 to zero it was, <laughs> it was when we were in, dude, dude. We were in the regina football league still was that was that against the regina unicorns yes oh, we got beat 84 nothing by the unicorns <laughs> dude 100 and i remember i remember being like this is a this is a bad game like it was like, and that was at like 35 zero and i remember being like this is bad because the guy they brought in at nose tackle legitimately weighed 110 pounds and i was like oh they oh, okay this is a bad they're just putting guys wherever they want now and we still couldn't move the ball or stop the ball from being moved like we, you can maybe get it by that 110 kid the 110 pound kid but then the next guy the next level is absolutely stopping us cold right yeah it was like yeah they, they'd have they brought in their sub D linemen that are all like, you know, a buck 20 soaking wet. And their linebackers are 285 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> well, cool. <laughs> yeah. That, oh man. I remember that year. We just lost every game. <laughs> we went 0 and 8. 0 and 8. And guess what? Made the playoffs. <laughs> Dude, to- that was the year too that we, that the three bottom teams had to play like, half a game each to decide who moved on. We, <laughs> we didn't even play two full games. We played each we all had to play a half. half game. Yep. That's how bad the teams were. I believe that's the exact game where one of our teammates, who shall remain nameless, punched a kid with his helmet still on. Yeah, it was. He of, bare of fist punched a dude's helmet. Punched a helmet. Just because that kid got tackled out of bounds by our coach, stood up and was lipping off to our coach that it was out of bounds, hit him out of bounds. And teammate, uh, just no remorse, stands up, turns around, and just right to the side of a metal helmet. <laughs> Next day, brings his pads in, and he's done football. <laughs> and you know what? I can see how to, to a weak heart that didn't love football, 0-8 would do it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have some fond memories of playing football at Weyburn. Anyways, so... Do you, have any, <laughs> do you have any memories of that? Do you have any, Okay, so... Are I we gotta, getting into this? I have a little... Yeah, I think I think We're it's getting time. into this. All right, so... Wow, okay, I didn't think we were going to bring this up. I didn't want to do it to us. Hicks. Hey, you know, we've gone through a lot with me yeah. on this podcast. I'll just keep it rolling, you know? Well, keep, <laughs> hey, Hicks, you're a great sport, man. You're... <laughs> We love you. We love yeah, you. I, I appreciate that you're letting this go. Like, I honestly, good for you, man. So, 
we I all it, know. I bring it on myself. I bring it on myself. I actually do. Like, if I didn't think you had diabetes, this whole thing would not have happened. So, it's very true. <laughs> so, we all know who the offensive coordinator for our team was. We all know who the head coach was, and so we. Ins- it was a practice. It was some fall practice, and we had installed an audible system, <laughs> and it was Omaha meant that we were going to bump the run outside on the offensive side. For those who know football, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, it's not really important. But Omaha meant we were going to bump the run outside, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Indiana meant we were going to take it on the inside. Yeah. yeah. Inside the guard tackle. Okay. Some sort of an audible system, though, right? Some sort of audible. It's all that matters. So at the line of scrimmage, quarterback, who I believe at the time was our buddy Carter, uh, call out, looks at the defense, Omaha, Indiana, depending on what he saw. Fine. So we obviously had a big team meeting about that. So everyone on our team was aware of what that meant. Now, at the same time, a big message on defense that had been coached all week, all month, all year was communication, communicate, communicate. I always want to hear guys talking. What's going on? What do you see? Communicate. Let each other know. By the way, this is scout defense, right? This is scout defense. (laughs) Yes. We 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 ought to preface this with... Wayburn is a shit program. Okay, <laughs> okay. we, we didn't program. have we had what twenty three guys. I think we had like thirty, but like yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, if, they, if they if they were like you're a good player, you played both ways. I was gonna say we might have thirty players, but how many guys do we have? 23, 20, 20? So yeah, I think so we play either way. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> don't don't you worry. Alex. Don't you worry your little heart. We're getting there. <laughs> so we it, the, the way practices work, I think at least that year was one day was offense, one day was defense. Defense, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'd be Monday offense, Tuesday defense. Because when, you can't, yeah, do, it regular, for me, you can't do what a regular team does because all your players are playing both sides of the ball. Yeah. So it my can't days, be a normal practice. My days were opposite though, right? Oh, right. oh yeah. <laughs> so for <laughs> Hicks, that, to explain that, we so me and Carve were like we're starters, okay? Yes. So the day it was offensive day. Hicks was not a starter, so it was called scout team defense. So scout he, team defense. So and he would just be he'd be like a, a paper defense to run our plays against, or he would on the defensive days they would run the other team's offensive plays just to get us practiced. So literally, just guys that could physically walk on two feet. If they had eleven or. Er, 12 guys that could walk stand and do what was needed of the <laughs> other team hypothetically right and and also to add more context is alex you're a good athlete you're an yeah, athletic guy i, I thought play, it was but <laughs> you play multiple sports you play yeah. hockey you played volleyball you you've done it you're you have good athletic skills and i was okay. coming fresh off a championship the year before in football <laughs> So Watch we have you a you were on, on that Bantam team. <laughs> yeah, it was. So we, we have a pedigreed athletic kid. All right. So anyways, he's on scout team defense. And like we said, we had installed audible system and it happened to be uh an offensive day. So we're practicing this audible system. So we're lining it up and everything's going good. Carter walks up to the line of scrimmage, gets in position, <laughs> looks, reads the defense, obviously that the coach had set up specifically to so that the look would be ideal for one of the audibles. Right. So Carter yells out, Omaha, Omaha. And every person in that practice was aware that that meant they're <laughs> taking the ball outside. Okay. They're not going inside. They're going outside. And the purpose of an audible is to trick the defense because the defense <laughs> doesn't know what the audible is. But Alex <laughs> doing his due diligence and thinking back to himself, Oh shit. Communication. 
starts yelling out, guys, it's going outside. It's going outside, outside, outside. Like there's a fire. And hey, Hicks, that's what you're supposed to do, man. If you know the call, you're, hey, guys, right there, right there. You're doing it. I was I was trying to get on the starting lineup, buddy. I was yeah. <laughs> oh, hey man, you're trying to put in your minutes, man. And our offensive coordinator, who we all know, just gives the infamous line, shut up, Hicks. Yeah. So Hicks goes real silent. Play happens. Whole defense knows where the ball's going. We all go to the offense. Offense gets gets a couple yards, whatever. It's again, it's practice. We're going at what 50%. And play <laughs> dies, and the OC just goes. Job starts clapping. Job Hicks, way to be a hero, buddy. <laughs> and the whole team popped off. Yeah, and I just gave him the good old wave and I said, "Skirt." <laughs> oh my god! Man. I think the worst part about that is like he's the coach, like he's one of the cool coaches. But when he decides he's gonna put you on blast. It's not the anger. It's like the, I'm really disappointed in you. Right now. <laughs> and that's what the dagger is. It's not like some like lunatic coach. Like, ah, hey! <laughs> this guy's like, wow, way to be a hero. Hicks. Way to go, yeah. buddy. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> You're just like, oh, that's a dagger. That was now what makes this story more crushing is what happened is, is the ultimate context behind this. Okay. Hicks, you showed up to every practice. You didn't yeah, I did. One. Yeah, no, I never missed a single. You showed up. To, you showed up to every game. You didn't miss one. No, uh, I got to skip school, so that was kind of cool. That's what... <laughs> yeah. You you missed. You played hockey at the. You were one of the dual sport athletes. Yeah, I was playing double A midget at the time too. Right, and you still chose to show up to football. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> it's the last game of our season. Okay. Yeah, I think we're, we're play in- Yorkton. I think, yeah, you think we're in Yorkton and I had torn my shoulder. So I was out on the sideline and I was just standing with Hicks, Hicks in his uniform, helmet, all ready to go on there. And I remember Hicks just looks at me and he goes, <laughs> and just goes, Hey man, like, you know, I haven't played once this year. Right. And I'm just like, oh yeah. Okay. And I'm like sitting there like, wait, like actually he's like, no, I was like, that's not real. Everyone has. There's guys that I could name. I really want to, I'm not going to name them, but there's guys I'm like so and so has played a snap. So and so has played a at one snap. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, not one. And I'm like, no, right. And, and we had our special teams, you know, at our special teams depth chart. And this is our gunner. This is the the line of guys. And if this guy goes down, this is where you're filling in and stuff. There were, th- I think there was, it was three depth chart, like three third stringers, right? It had three guys deep. Hicks didn't even crack the depth chart, and. Dude, I, I can't believe that. I know, yeah. right? So I I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of responsibility for this. That the fact that like I I was I was like a captain on this team, and I was just like completely oblivious that a guy who I was like, if you would ask me like, hey, can Hicks play? I'd have been like, yeah, probably. Like, why wouldn't he be able to? He's an athlete, you know what I mean? Like more yeah. than some of these goofs on this team. Yeah. And I just had like no idea, you know what I mean? Like I'm so busy. With like, I played offense, defense, and every special team. I had no breaks the entire game, and I was like, "This is stupid." Someone take me off special teams. If I would have known what I know now, I would have been like, "Hey, coach, could we get Hicks in some of these special teams?" It was, and then and then I remember it was in. I think it was in that Yorkton game, and we had a oh, guy, a buddy that we know, he's coming off the field, and he's. You know, he's gassed. He's absolutely gassed because he's playing three different ways for 60 minutes. And 
our coach who we all know very well. And he goes, all right, uh, so-and-so you're off and we'll send so-and-so in not Hicks. And guy goes, coach, like, you know, can we send Hicks in? He's fresh. He's fresh. (laughs) And with all the venom in his eyes, just turns his head and looks. He goes, I didn't say Hicks. I said, this guy. (laughs) Send, and Hicks just goes, all right. Well. <laughs> so if you guys want to know another story to, to, to rub a little salt in the wound. So obviously. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey dude. You're taking on the shins right now. But so, we love you. I love you, dude. The next year. You're a good kid. I obviously didn't play football. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and I, it wasn't like out of like spite. I was just like, well, like, I don't know if I like even want to play anymore it I turns know. out i didn't play a single snap last year i don't want to do this anymore so like i hate to say the phrase like waste your time but like it is it's a waste of your time like what are you what are you gonna do so i i did go i did sign up or did go or whatnot and uh so like the the hc he comes up to me in the hallway because i had a class with him yeah and he's like uh hey hicks uh not playing football this year and i was like no, I don't really want to. And he's like, well, we need you out there. Like, we need you. And I, was like, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it there, coach. I don't think you're making her out this year, though. We need you. I mean, I did, last words. I, did, I did know every other team's fucking defense and offense pretty fucking good. So. <laughs> to tie this up full circle... That night, infamous night when Davy O'Doyle apparently had diabetes. <laughs> when we entered Hicks's house, he had his playbook open on his table and was studying every single play. And we had got the playbook like two days earlier. Like Hicks, you were so dedicated. <laughs> man, I was so excited because I was like, "Man, this is high school football. This is gonna be so fun." I knew, I knew all the routes, like the wide receiver routes, like the wide receiver tree. Like I knew it. I knew all the numbers for it, and I was ready for it. And then, uh, then uh, yeah. But you know what? I did get to skip a lot of school and do absolutely nothing. So you know what? I'll take it as a plus. Yeah, hey, hey, you know what? Every dark cloud has silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right now, that that team is full of questionable choices, and the fact that we had a legitimate. <laughs> athlete on our team and decided to not even include him on our depth chart says something about about some of the coaching choices right i'm sure i wasn't they didn't even notice i was there like honestly i'm sure they they even like they just thought i was another person in a helmet (laughs) speaking of another person didn't we had a class with him yeah with hc and one of the last classes of the year after this whole zero snap played (laughs) thing referred to you as the wrong name like that's i remember him just being like like it, it was a question or something it was adam um uh alex <laughs> the disrespect <laughs> named adam the there was disrespect. no there was no one other there was no one else in the class named adam i think there was a person in our grade that was named i don't think so i think he just straight up <laughs> I must have been the most least memorable person at that high school. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is like how much our head coach pra- or preached 
dedication, dedication. De- you know, this is the team. It's a brotherhood. This is the team. And fuck me if we didn't have a guy that was dedicated as shit. <laughs> Played another sport, so he's athletic. Still chose football, dedicated. Was at every practice, communicated clearly. <laughs> yeah, I was doing everything. <laughs> and son of a bitch, Adam Hicks just couldn't make the roster. <laughs> Oh shit! You're a good sport, man. You're a good sport. You took. We, we could straight up talk about that guy for a whole podcast. <laughs> oh my lord! Some of the shit that could come to light, baffling. Yeah, pu- puzzling is a good word for it. Puzzling. It's been a good ride, boys. It's, 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 we're keep riding. Actually, we're keep going. <laughs> oh, keep SRB's going. alive and well. Yeah. Oh, oh, we, we got time. We got this is, time. This is Carvin Adam Hicks. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. That's one European fan. His name is actually Alex. I want you to know that. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine if it was Adam Hicks? He goes, holy shit. Oh, shit. What an electric time to be alive. I, this was... This was this is a hey, great. This is a lot of fun for me. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, I'm glad we got a guest on here finally. God damn. Davey, you have been quite a riot to have yeah. on here. We're uh, definitely going to have a round two. Definitely have a round two. Yeah, boys, I think boys, this this was a tremendous little uh, little story time, a little flashback. It, it, man, it, it was an honor, and you know, I, I can also say as as your you know, as one of your best friends and, and brothers, like you know, you're hell of a uh, an entertainer to watch. But unbiased, man, you're you're fucking so good. You're meant to be in that ring, and you know, it, it's going to be awesome to keep watching your career grow once this COVID thing's over. Thank you so much, man, for for joining and lending us your time here. We've been talking for quite a bit. Hicks, you got anything else you want to talk about? Anything? No, boys, I'm uh, I'm all finished here. Actually, I'm, yeah, I am all finished. So, <laughs> so yeah, this is time to go eat a bullet. I think for you. So. Uh, so, so join us next week for when I'm the guest host because Hicks kills himself. Right. Yeah, I, I think we might have a change in hosting next week. So this is why we actually brought Davey on us to kind of see how everyone reacted to him. Yeah. It was it was a chemistry thing. Chemistry's great. <laughs> stick a stick a fork in Hicks. He's done. He's gone. That's our be next week. See you then. No, Davey, thank you so much for joining yeah. us, man. Uh, as always, you guys can follow us on Twitter uh, at pod underscore SRB and on Instagram at SRB pod. Uh, also, go give love to Davey O'Doyle. Go follow him at Davey O'Doyle on Twitter. Yeah. And, and, and on Facebook. Just and at I'm, Davey O'Doyle. And I, Facebook. 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 Yeah, you can get my hey, Facebook. Yeah, Alex, we get Facebook it. Facebook page. fucking exists. Okay, <laughs> <Just chill. laughs> my Facebook page is a bit dry, but Twitter, Instagram at Davey O'Doyle pretty easy the only guy who's davy o'doyle on this entire planet i guess so don't follow the other davy o'doyle is what he's saying uh follow him at at hixie avalanche me at the dawn mc get uh dm us any question you guys want to talk about as always appreciate you listening and uh we'll catch you guys later see you later ladies and gentlemen catch you on the flippy flip you had to include it because <laughs> you're overcorrecting for it now all right thank all right. you guys for listening as always talk peace out